you ever have a rough day where you just get grumpier the longer you have to wait for the train to get home? It's cold and dark. The train is taking its sweet old time. And my God, what is that awful smell? Just when you think you've had enough, something unexpected happens. Maybe even magical. You hear some faint holiday music and see twinkling, colorful lights off in the distance, getting brighter and brighter. Then you see him. It's Santa Claus, riding on the CTA holiday train. Christina Bidorf says years ago, this was her first encounter with the CTA holiday train. Completely unexpected, totally delightful. You know, we like to complain about the CTA. And... The one thing that I know for sure where we're like, all right, let bygones be bygones. Is when this train, when they roll out these trains and buses, I'm like, the CTA can do no harm. And like, that's a great mentality to go into in the new year. Christina originally came from the Philippines and Christmas is heavily celebrated in her family. So she was totally on board with this holiday tradition in the city. It made me feel right at home. And it makes me really look forward to the holidays here in Chicago. Now with two kids, Christina and her family seek out the holiday train every year. They've seen Santa riding in the open air on a flatbed car, wind whipping his face. But he always seems to have a smile once he pulls into the station. It got her wondering about Santa and the elves. It was like bringing all this cheer and joy to everyone in the city. I'm Curious City editor Susie Ahn. Today we're going to answer Christina's question and a few others we've gotten about the holiday train over the years. Like... What's its history? What do they do with the train the rest of the year? And yes, who are Santa and the elves? Be kind. Be nice. Wait your turn. Santa's waiting for you. (laughs) Yep, we talked to the big guy himself. So grab a travel mug of cocoa and hop aboard as we take a magical trip around the loop. That's coming up after the break. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. I'm at a CTA shop in Skokie. It's a huge warehouse. Train parts fill the shelves from floor to ceiling. Sparks are flying as repairs are made. This is where most of the time, crews are rebuilding components for everyday trains. But in the past couple of weeks, something else has taken priority. We're going to head over to the area where we work on the rail cars. And that's obviously where all the... Chris Hegarty is general manager of rail engineering and rail heavy maintenance for the CTA. He's been involved with the planning of the holiday train for years. He's giving us a peek behind the curtain of the holiday train. Like the inner workings of Santa's workshop, the holiday train is a bit mysterious and takes months to prepare. Oh, I see some lights happening back there. I'm assuming that's the that's holiday, the holiday train. train, yeah. There are six CTA cars decked out in lights and decorations and the famous flatbed car that holds Santa's sleigh. Santa will be riding in it when, uh, when we're in motion. Then we have the reindeer with Rudolph in front. And then at the far end, we've got uh, 
some lit up Christmas trees as well as a Santa's castle from the North Pole. The little castle is fashionable and functional. It holds a lot of the mechanical stuff for the train. Chris says in the past, the CTA pulled trains from its regular fleet. But within the past few years, the agency has been able to set aside these cars solely for the holiday train. So when they aren't doing their festive trips around the city, they are sitting here in Skokie. Workers will reuse whatever lights and decorations that are in good condition from the previous years. The holiday train and bus, which is also magical and totally decked out, but put together at a different shop, are serious business at the CTA. By July, the agency prints the winter-themed wrap that you see on the sides of the train with cartoon snowmen and reindeer. By September, crews start putting things together in earnest. And before Thanksgiving, they send the train on an unannounced test run around the loop to make sure everything's working. Every day we come in, we turn around, make sure that the lights are working. So as soon as we turn on the lights on these cars on that section over there, we have a six-foot section of lights that are not working. So right now I have all my guys over there, like, really hitting it, taking it down and replacing it. Orlando Barrios is a machinist foreman, and he leads one of the teams working on the holiday train. The train has about 62,000 lights, so if something's not working, they need to fix it. I order all the lights, I order do all the interior work, and then we have another department that does the electrical part, the weatherproofing, because we got to weatherproof all these outlets and all these um, plugs to make sure that water doesn't get in them. Orlando usually rides on the train behind the little house on Santa's flatbed in case of technical issues. That means if Santa's getting hit with rain or snow, so is Orlando. He's also there kind of as security to prevent people from jumping on because people try it a lot. I had a lady jump on here with her baby last year while we were moving. Oh, my God. So I had to stop the train. We have emergency stop. See that emergency stop switch? We could press that. She jumped on the flat car with her kids. He says hitting the emergency stop is no small thing. CTA workers need to check and make sure no one was injured from the sudden stop. And then they need to firmly and politely remove jumpers from the flat car. But despite all the work and the wintry elements, Orlando says it's one of the best parts of his job. I like seeing the smiles on the kids' faces when we pull up to the stations and stuff like that. I mean, I think it's, it's great that we do this for the public. In fact, a lot of CTA employees say they love working on the holiday train which might be why the train continues to evolve, adding new details, like a cinnamon scent through the air vents. Chris Hegarty says one year they tried a pine tree scent. It was uh, pretty quickly identified as, bad. we don't want to do this again. <laughs> a little too reminiscent of floor cleaner and not so much holiday nostalgia. He says they won't make that mistake again. The holiday train runs from the day after Thanksgiving to about Christmas, then it comes back to Skokie, where the cars are separated and put to rest until next year. So we just saw how the train is put together. But what about showtime? Who is the person in the red suit riding in the open air on that flatbed car? And what about all those elves? Coming up after the break, we head downtown to the CTA headquarters to find out about the history of the train, how you can ride it, and we'll even talk to Santa himself.
Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. It's the day after Thanksgiving, and the first official run of the holiday train on the Orange Line is packed. People make it a point to get on from the very first stop. Santa's riding on a sleigh on that flat car, using a microphone to greet passengers. Elves are glittered and gussied up, some with green hair and pointy shoes. They're passing out little candy canes, but also directing passengers to the next car if one is already too full. But the holiday train wasn't always so bustling. It started back in 1992, when rail workers on the Blue Line decided to deliver food boxes to charities along the route. They used an out-of-service O'Hare-bound train and put a sign out front that said, Season's Greetings from the CTA. Blue Line workers delivered about 50 boxes to charities that first year. So employees would raise money, collect money throughout the year, and then around Christmas we would get together and go and purchase food, make boxes, and give them back to the community. That's Janine Messina of the CTA. She says today they're still making charity deliveries, but now it's more than 600 boxes. That first year, the train only made these special stops and did not pick up passengers. In 1995, more decorations and lights were added, including a chaser sign that read, Season's Greetings from the Blue Line. It wasn't until the following year when the CTA finally picked up passengers. So what happened was, if um, you're familiar with Rosemont and the Blue Line, um, we have our Rosemont yard. And when we started doing this, we had the train decorated and it would sit up um, on the overpass and people would see it on the expressway and we started getting inquiries about it. And that's how it ended up turning into the holiday train that you see today where we pick up riders. And around that time, a special guest from the North Pole decided to get involved. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, everyone. Santa here. Be good. This is a podcast, so I want you to know, I'm not talking to some guy in khakis and a baseball cap saying ho, ho, ho. No, this is Santa Claus. Red suit, round glasses, and a bushy white beard. A growing from his face real beard. And yes, kids pull it all the time to check. Up on a housetop, bring their paws. Out jumps good old Santa Claus. Down through the chimney. Santa's been doing this holiday train for years now. And he says riding in his original sleigh is a little more comfy than riding the flatbed on the CTA. There is a lot of crosswinds that happen between the buildings, and sometimes Santa can lose his hat. And that's not a good thing. But the elves that are very helpful always have a spare hat for me. And basically, that's about it. I can handle the cold. I live at the North Pole, for goodness sake. He's endured the rain, snow, wind, everything Chicago weather likes to throw in December. Fortunately, a foot heater was added to the flatbed, as well as a hand-warming bar behind the sleigh. Santa also recommends layers. Gore-Tex helps. As for the elves, the holiday train is a much-sought-after role, 
like there's a wait list. It's a year-long argument, if, if you will, but a nice one about who's the fastest to get Santa's slippers and his hot cocoa. And that helps, but that's not the only measuring stick that I use. Normally, it's about the reindeer because it's always about the reindeer. <laughs> you know, it's like being a good employee. And news of who made the cut usually comes out in July. When we're all on vacation and everybody's a little bit more relaxed, that always helps the medicine go down, per se. But all in all, nobody really gets angry at Santa, so I don't have to worry about it on that level. Janine says the elves are fully vetted. So if the elves are fully vetted, you know Santa's got to be upstanding, too. And while Santa and the elves might be great at their normal jobs of operating things, they get extra training for this special commute. They can't have anything naughty on their record at all. And then when they come here with Santa from the North Pole, we do a training session with them just so they can understand the ins and outs of our train and just to make sure that they know how to welcome the customers aboard and they interact with them when they're riding the train with us. So we go through talking about making sure that they're smiling, they're pleasant with the customers and everything, and that they don't play pranks and jokes on the customers because I know at the North Pole they do enjoy to do that a lot to each other and sometimes to Santa. So we ask them to be on their best behavior while they're here. Santa brings about two elves per car. And in addition to passing out about 150,000 candy canes, they also do some crowd control, packing in as many people as is safe and turning away folks when the cars reach capacity. Santa says he's seen people get pushy. And it's usually not the kids. There are certain naughty parents who push in front of children to get a picture with Santa, which I understand because I am Santa after all. But the key is to be nice, polite, and wait your turn. The elves are there to remind people to do that. And sometimes CPD shows up to help with that too. So help Santa out and keep it safe. The holiday train has become such a Chicago tradition. It's hard to imagine the winter season without it. But there were a couple of times it almost got canceled. Back in December of 2004, with a budget deficit and pending layoffs, then-CTA President Frank Cruzy proposed cutting the holiday train. News stories ran with headlines like, CTA gives Santa the axe. It caused quite the uproar, both internally at the agency and among writers. Then-board member Sue Leonis was quoted in the Chicago Tribune saying, Board members are pissed. Staff made a mistake, and they better find a way to fix it. End quote. Just a couple of days later, CTA President Cruzy was labeled a Grinch, and the CTA reversed course saying the holiday train was back on track. The train was nearly diverted again in 2020 during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. Could the CTA in good conscience pull off a holiday train that jams people together when everyone's supposed to be socially distancing? In the end, the CTA went for it, but without picking up passengers. And you could see the people when you're looking out the window, they would be down in their alleyways or in their in front of their house, and they'd be excited to see the train pass, and you see their excitement on it. So it really meant something, I believe, to them that we still ran the train. The CTA is still struggling to get back up to pre-pandemic ridership levels. Commuters complain about crowds and delays. But while the CTA continues to work through that, 
Santa says the holiday train is a bit of joy that is hard to deny for even the grumpiest employees and passengers. And there's nothing like watching somebody kind of grumpy, getting on the train and then leaving the train and waving and yelling "Merry Christmas, Santa!" It makes my heart full. And with a twinkle in his eye and a twitch of his nose, Santa's L car starts moving, and down the track he goes. It clicked and it clacked, just like hooves of reindeer, heading to the next stop and spreading good cheer. You can hop aboard the holiday train too. Just check the CTA website or the CTA tracker. Curious City is a production of WBEZ Chicago and is part of the NPR network. Four more stops, guys, and then we're going to get off. Okay. The show is produced by Jason Mark and Joe Dassault. Adriana Cardona Magigad is Curious City's reporter. Maggie Civit is the digital and engagement producer. I edit the show. I'm Susie Ahn. Thanks for listening. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org slash curious. Thank you.